What's up, America and sober family throughout the world? This is Dana from I Kiss Alcohol Goodbye. I'm enjoying a pink monster for this very special episode number 10 of this podcast. I kissed alcohol goodbye 60 some days ago. Uh, and these ladies that you're going to meet here in this ladies roundtable on sobriety for women um, are at various stages of their recovery journey. And I have really enjoyed getting to know them over the last couple months of my sobriety. And we're just going to, we were just joking before I click go live that like we haven't really prepared for this. And so we were like, screw it. We're just going to wing it and have fun. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. I'll ask the initial opening question. And then we're just going to kind of see where this thing goes. And uh, if we need to continue this conversation in another episode, we'll do that. I don't care. This is, this is fun. Thank you ladies for coming on. Uh, First, who's going to introduce herself is Aaron, who is out in sunny SoCal, Palm Desert. Uh, we're going to go from west to east. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself and your sober journey to kick okay. things off. Okay. Hi, I'm Aaron. I um, I am in, yeah, very, very sunny Southern California. I'm in the desert area near Palm Springs and um, lived in California, Southern California all my life. So um, my, um, Instagram is sober in California. Very easy to find me. Um, I just kind of, uh, repurposed that Instagram for my sober journey. Um, and I hope you'll follow me there. So, um, my sober journey, let's, let's see a little bit about that. Yeah. We're kind of winging it here. So um, go for it. Hey, it's all good. I, um, well, a little bit about myself. I'm, uh, I'm 53, so I'm not like a youngin or anything here. Um, probably like one of the grandmas of the group. Um, I have two children in their twenties. Um, and I, I started my sober journey, um, in January this year, January, 2022. So, um, January 3rd to be exact, couldn't do it on January 1st because, you know, I had to get a couple extra drinking days in after the first of the year. (laughs) Um, uh, I, I, you know, and I was initially planning on doing a dry January, um, but I decided to continue that because I was feeling so great, um, and I was just done. Um, my just to make a long, 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 long story short, I um, have drank for forty years. I started drinking when I was thirteen years old, uh, you know, as a freshman in high school. And, um, pretty much never stopped, you know, it escalated of course, along the way. And, um, I took breaks when I was pregnant, of course, I think like we all did, we talked about it a little bit. We all took um, breaks when we were pregnant, um, my two pregnancies. And when I was nursing, um, I would never, you know, never think of drinking when I was pregnant, um, or nursing. Um, and then I took one, maybe six month break about five years ago, but that was more for like a, for, um, nutrition reasons. I was doing a whole 30 and trying to cut out, you know, sugar and alcohol, um, was part of that. So it wasn't really because I thought I had a problem. (laughs) Um, and then I just gradually, and I felt great when I did that, but I, you know, just gradually eased back into it and it escalated. Through um, COVID, of course, like many, uh, my drinking greatly escalated. 
Um, I didn't work from home. I am in healthcare. So, um, you know, that um, escalated it pretty quickly. And yeah, that's it. In a nutshell, I, I, I went cold turkey. Um, once I stopped drinking, I just cut it off. And I, uh, looking back at it, it might have been a little bit dangerous for me because, I mean, I drank for a long time and I drank pretty heavily. So I went through some, you know, I, what I think now were probably withdrawals, um, but I got through it, you know. Um, so all I can say is if you have symptoms of, of you know, physical symptoms, I mean, you want to reach out for that. But I was fine. I got through it. And um, yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. Cool. Thanks, Aaron. So next up is Shannon, who is right here in Ohio with me. Uh, she is up in the Cleveland area, but is a Columbus area native like myself. And so Shannon, uh, tell us a little bit about your journey and uh, what brought you what brought you here. Well, I um, I have three children, but they're not children anymore. They're they're pretty much adults, um, 18, 21 and 24. And we were blessed uh, in May last year. So she's almost a year old to have our first granddaughter come. So that was a, a huge joy. And, um, you know, I had thought about my drinking for years, didn't really ever quit. You know, we do the dry January every now and again and, you know, just kind of reboot my husband and I. But I started when I was 14. Um, my friends all started drinking and they talked about it. And I, um, I was so insecure that I was afraid of doing anything stupid in front of people. So I had the great idea of just um, getting wasted at my parents with it when they went to bed. And uh, my mom had the big old box of wine in the refrigerator that might last her about six months or a year because they really don't drink. And I, I drank the whole thing and um, was sick the entire night. And my poor parents had to deal with that. And instead of saying, oh, yeah, okay, um, enough of that, I, you know, no. Um, I laughed about it with my friends, and, and we just kept on going. Mm. Um, you know, when COVID hit, it was weird, though, because I moved my job in home, and I started listening to a lot of podcasts. And one of them led me to um, the one of the co-founders of Reframe, Kayla, um, Lions and she had it was called the dry life and she just started it. And I thought that is really interesting. <clears throat> and they talked about the thousand hour dry program. And so I started following them on Instagram and became sober curious. Sorry. Didn't really quit. Um, you know, just you know, it even did that. There was an app called Cutback or something. I tried to do that, but um, but did start reevaluating. Um, you know, what, what, what it was doing to my life. And I wasn't one back, you know, I did my binge drinking and blackout drinking mostly through high school and college. So I wasn't really that kind of a drinker, but it was a lot, especially after COVID, we would do a lot of wine at nighttime. And um, I thought, you know, <clears throat> this is ridiculous. So last November, so November 21, I started the uh, alcohol experiment, Anna Grace. I went like a week and I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm done. So I did not make it through that. And then 
uh, January 1st of this year, I was like, I'm just done. I, I didn't get drunk New Year's Eve. You know, I had a couple glasses of champagne and I woke up and I was like, you know, I'm, I'm doing the dry January, did the alcohol experiment and I liked it and I didn't have any desire to drink. So I went ahead and said, I'm doing the thousand hours dry with the reframe and um, joined reframe. And then I did that and I started <clears throat> eventually getting into the Zoom calls on Reframe because I was kind of nervous to show my face or talk. I'm actually kind of shy. Um, and then I, I still didn't want to stop. So I did the 21 day reset with Sober Sisters. Uh, you know, I, it helps me to have something I'm doing, you know, something I'm listening to, something I'm checking into every day. And then I, with that group, I was like, well, I'm going to do Lent. And then, you know, I was like, you know, I don't want to drink anymore. I, I just don't. I haven't had the urge. I haven't had the cravings. Um, I think about some of the the things that I did in my life while drinking, and it just um, it just didn't serve me anymore. And this time has been different. I know it's because of the community, though, the Marco Polos, the, the reframe and the Instagram groups and um, definitely you, Dana. Um, and I just, I wasn't alone. Nobody really knew what I was doing, but I still wasn't alone. <laughs> um, so that, so having, that's it. Having you ladies, and I mean, it's been mostly ladies, but there are some dudes in those Instagram chats and then on our reframe app, some of the guys that share too. I mean, it's been, it's been huge just having people from all ages, all backgrounds, all across the country, all around the world, actually. And again, none of us are paid influencers for reframe app. We just, that's the way that we met. It's only, uh, I believe it's still only on, on um, iOS right now. So if you got them, if you got an iPhone, you can access it. If you're Android, sorry, hopefully they'll, they'll, that'll be like reframe. 2. I didn't 0. know that. Um, but yeah, that's why I was like, wow, I, I can like do an iMessage with all these people for reframe. Oh, that's why. Cause you have to have an iPhone. So um, thank you, Shannon, for sharing that. And thank all three of you ladies before I get to carry, I just want to thank you. So I don't forget to say thank you for stepping out of your comfort zone to come on here because I know each of the three of you were like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do an interview by myself, but I'll deal with somebody else. So with that, Carrie, who is up in Nashua, um, New Hampshire, tell us a little bit about your journey and thanks for being here. Oh no, Carrie, we can't hear you. Sorry, my, sorry, my seven-year-old keeps coming in and asking it's for a snack. Good. Don't even though his dad's it. downstairs, but you know, that's how it goes, right? Yes, um, it does. Yes, it so does. So I'm, I'm Carrie. Um, I'm up in New Hampshire. I'm a little bit north of Boston. Um, it's so funny, Aaron, because I can show you in my reframe app. My journey also began on January 3rd. Oh, right? no way. Yeah, because yes. January 1st was a Saturday and then it was right? Sunday. So I was obviously totally on Monday. Um, <laughs> so, oh, uh, God, where to start? How long? How long is this? Um, as long as I'm, you kidding. I'm kidding. I didn't really even drink like that much in high school or college, like college. Yeah. Like Thursdays and Saturdays, but I, you know, you'd get blackout every so often, but I wouldn't have considered myself like a big partier in college or even in my early twenties, it was like maybe just Thursday nights anyways. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, um, getting married. Um, I lost a brother about 11 years ago. Um, and then having kids, it just, you know, started, okay, drinking on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, you know, and I used to be able to just do it on the weekends and then like the weekdays start creeping in and then COVID hits and forget about it. Right. It's, 
you, we thought we were going to be home for two weeks. So it was like, well, why not just start drinking at three o'clock in the afternoon? Um, and so then that just created, you know, some really bad habits. Um, and I, um, over December, in December, actually, no, I downloaded the app in November because I like woke up on Thanksgiving the day. I was like, this is gross. Like, I need to stop. This is just gross. And, you know, and then you get the, you get started seeing ads and right in Facebook or Instagram for a reframe. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Downloaded it, kind of started it. And then in December, my husband and I went to Miami and that was like a shit show. We came back with COVID, right? Because no one in Florida seemed to care. And then the kids got it and we were all home for like 21 days and it, it got back. Like I, I was making mimosas at 9 a.m. on Christmas morning because we were home with nothing to do. Yeah. So in January, I the thought of never drinking again just is was so big that I was like, I'll try reframe. I'll try cutting back. So I did it. I had some good weeks. I had some bad weeks. And then when I would reflect on the month, I would be like, oh, 68 drinks this month? That's, yeah. That is crazy. Um, but when you see like a week 10, 15, you're like, that's not so bad. And then you're like 78 drinks for the month of March. I was like, I'm done. I need a 30-day break just maybe to see if I could just become more of a social drinker again. And I'm only 21 days in um, being alcohol-free, and I really think I'm just going to, I did the 30 day challenge. I think I'm just going to continue. Cause I just, I feel too good. I feel too good. Yeah. You know? Um, so I guess that's me in a nutshell, sort of, sorry, no, kind of rambling a little bit. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is perfect intros. Thank you ladies. And you know, as you talked about COVID and how it was like our, uh, our Shannon probably saw this uh, a couple of years ago. There was a thing, there were, there was a meme or there were um, t-shirts even going around that said wine with DeWine, right? Because yeah. our, um, our governor is Mike DeWine. And so oh, he had no. these daily um, press conferences, which were great. Like, I think he just did a great job of kind of like saying, Hey, he appeared with the uh, surgeon general for the state or whatever. He and she would stand there and give a daily update on COVID back in March of 2020 and 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 all throughout the spring i think for the next year actually it did but then it became a thing like yeah let's sit around you know in the afternoon who cares that it's 2 p.m let's have some wine with the wine oh my god and so like it's you know it, it covid was definitely the the place where it started to like spiral bad for me too so let me ask you though because you know i had kind of this dramatic thing where and it's been so helpful to me to see other people in our app share about, yeah, that they think they self-sabotage so that they could have, um, I thought, oh my God, how manipulative and how ridiculous of me to have like gone. Cause I'm a pretty dramatic person by, by nature. I mean, I, I know no. this about myself. No, no, no. no. I'm ADHD D with a D on the end for drama or whatever. And I joke that my initials are DK for, for drama King, not for Dana girl, but like, um, oh God, the ADHD kicked in. I was saying, what was I talking about? I was talking about being dramatic. Oh, I went out and like did this self-sabotage thing where I said, screw it. I'm leaving the house for a few days because I just needed time away. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to drink for like four days. And it, and I ended up like stumbling around and like 5 AM and there's rush hour traffic. And I'm like stumbling down the road, smoking cigarettes and stuff. And I'm like, oh. you know, because I felt like I need, like, I don't know. I guess I wanted to have this one last dramatic drinking story or something or it, you know and then it, it's just I, again I'm a more dramatic person but like what each of the three of you described to me or what's common to hear even if you didn't say this explicitly like 
is well i feel like i don't have that interesting of a story or i don't have that my story's not that crazy and so my question is why does it why is it this the the first question i'm gonna ask and then try to let this go to you ladies just talking and taking questions out of the chat from arlie and anna and anybody else who happens to to chime in but why do you think it is that um we feel like at least in america like we have to have this crazy story in order to qualify as having a drinking problem and maybe relate that to specifically to womanhood because again i'm a dude and i'm, I'm an honorary lady today because i got a unisex name so like you know I, i'll just be dana with pink monster that's here to support you ladies with that question take it away who wants to who wants to take that first one i will um you know when i i've told my kids uh they they all three know and are aware of uh, you know to a certain extent what i'm doing and they're all like, but you're not an alcoholic. Why are you doing this? I don't, I don't understand mom. And I'm like, cause I don't, I don't want to drink anymore. There's, you know, there's been history and it doesn't serve me. I don't like how I feel. And I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I started, you know, forgetting conversations and everything after just like two or three drinks. And I didn't understand what was going on, but I think that if you have, you know, that, you know, DUI, God forbid, or if you, um, you know, you, you, you know, have, you know, something with your marriage or something crazy that you do, then it's like, oh, well, you know, she, that, that's why she's quitting. Um, but it's like, you know, nothing with us can just be about us. You know, we're just, I, I'm just done. I, I'm done. There's no, no, I didn't get wasted. No, I didn't cheat on my husband. No, I didn't get a DUI. No, I'm not in jail. I just don't want to do it. And it's like you have to justify that. Mm -hmm. And it really isn't fair. And the first thing that I worried about when I quit is what the hell am I going to do? You know, <laughs> everybody I know, everything they do, every married couple, every book club, everything is wine, drinking, television shows at nighttime. It's like, what am I going to do? And, um, you know, I, I didn't go out to all my friends and be like, yeah, 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 I'm not drinking anymore because they would have been like, well, why? Right. Um, so I think that's, that's for me. If I would have had this huge, big oh, story, then I could have been like, well, that's why. <laughs> and they would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> what about you, Erin or, or Carrie? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to go into, I, I do have some stories, but I really don't want to get into all that on here. That's cool. <laughs> um, but I don't have like, I don't have like a, like a rock bottom, you know, I definitely don't have like a rock bottom story. Thank God I never got a DUI. Mm -hmm. um, not to say that I couldn't have. Though. Right. I was just going to say, I don't either, but man, I could. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say that I'm lucky I never got a DUI. Yeah. And I don't, if we're all being honest, I mean, I drove plenty of times after having wine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, so, um, which, uh, you know, I mean, if you didn't, that's great, but I mean, I'm going to admit that I did. Yeah. So like, I, thank God I never hurt myself. I never hurt anybody else. Yeah. Um, 
And I just think, you know, I, I feel like, I mean, I don't mean to sound like spirit, you know, religious or anything. Cause I'm not a super religious person. I am a very spiritual person, but I feel like I've give, been given a second chance in a way with things that I've done in my past, you know, yeah. I, I'd never got a DUI. Um, I, I, but I have, I have done my fair share of, um, drinking to the point where I forgot, have forgotten things. Um, so, and that is a horrible feeling, um, where, and I was talking about this a little bit on the reframe meeting yesterday. I don't know if any of you guys were on that one, but, um, where you kind of get to the point where you're, you know, have a few too many. And then you're like, don't remember, you can maybe said some obnoxious things and not the person you normally would be. And um, then the next day, you know, your family, your friends are like, boy, you were not acting very nice or just saying some things that, you know, you shouldn't have. And that's kind of like, you don't, you don't want to hear that kind of stuff. So um, that, that maybe was my like rock bottom doing that too many times. Um, but, but as far as like society goes and with women, um, yeah, it's just, I think it's the stigma. There's such a stigma on getting help or like, I don't know how to explain it, but I'm talking in circles. Like unless you hit a rock bottom, right? You shouldn't be going to get help. Why are you stopping drinking? It's such a, it's such a normal part of our culture. For you to go out wine tasting or go to your book club and have wine or play your bunko or whatever you do and have wine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like Shannon said, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, and for the first month that I quit, I stayed home and didn't do anything. And it was kind of like, oh my God, is this going to be my life from now on, you know? <laughs> but to tell you the truth, I finally put myself out there on my social media i just put a little like one of the little how many days i've been not drinking on my instagram and i i had some people a few people it was my personal instagram i had a few people reach out to me like oh my god you know that's great and and i've made connections with people that aren't drink big drinkers and we've i've started doing things i'm also i am in a, another program which I'm not going to go into. And I think Dana knows, like it's, you know, I'm in a, in a 12 step program that is working great for me out here. And I've made tons of, awesome. tons of um, friends through that. And it's a community and yeah. it helps me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, no, um, no, whatever, whatever program, whatever works tools for you. you need to use yes. for you. hundred um, percent. Like, and, and I also like, there was an aversion that I had toward that. Because I was think, because like I said, I'm not a huge, I'm not a big religious person. So I was like, oh, I'm a little fearful of that side of it. Yeah. But it's not like that, you know? Yeah. It's like. Um, Your higher power can be like Al K. Hall for you, right? Exactly. Here, right? No, exactly. Just, my higher power could be my pug. Yeah. <laughs> my higher power, it can be anything. And I do believe there is a higher power. Like there's things, I mean, like, look, I what saved me from getting all those DUIs? There's something out of my control. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's not all about me. So anyway, I, I, I'm getting a little off track, but I think like no, with women, with women, um, we are so, I think as nurturers and, you know, mothers, 
we're just always doing for others and we we care you know we care what people think about us what they're gonna i mean like my own mother said to me you know oh do you think you're an alcoholic i'm like i mean and i personally don't have a problem calling myself that i, I know that there's a lot of mixed emotions around that word whatever label like, works for you it's yeah, a word seriously. yeah it's, a it's word. literally a word mm -hmm. so to me, Whatever like, phrase or, or anything in term, like she was saying on the call last night, uh, one of our coaches on Reframe, she's like, hey, if that if that term serves for you and that fits for you, then use it. Sorry for cutting you off. Keep going. Yeah. I mean, it was it's a little it was a little weird at first. I had to think about it. But more the more I learn about it, it's like it doesn't even matter to me what the term is. I have a I have a problem. I cannot have one drink. That, that's that I know I cannot have one drink. So that's my problem. I cannot just have one glass of wine. So I never did the moderation thing. I was never, I, even when I started with reframe, I was like, there's no point in me trying to moderate because I have tried to do that on my own in the past. And it was just way more stressful than anything. It was wow. just like a big nightmare. I was just like, well, how big can my glass be? And <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to be measuring it out in a cup. And then yeah. I'm like, I mean, it was just a whole like, a nightmare like how many can i have for the week and like no i yes. just it's way easier and less anxiety producing just to like cut it off and never have to think about it again and i <laughs> literally have never felt better so i i just can i don't want to i just don't want to do it again carrie you've nodded a lot during these ladies talking so what what jumps out at you or what would you like to add to what they've well, shared um, a lot of things. So one, awesome. I, I'm a, if I have one, I want 10. Right. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, obviously my, my husband knows I'm doing this, but he doesn't, I don't think he really has, I don't know how, I don't know if he knows how involved I've gotten with like the app and the community. And I don't think that I would be at 21 days if I wasn't doing this with the help of reframe in these groups. Mm -hmm. Um, so like you said, like the, when I just trying to cut back, it was like just constant mental energy. Like, mm -hmm. If I, I, okay, well, I'm only going to drink Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I have 15 drinks, so I can have four on Friday. That leaves me six for Saturday, and then I can still have five on Sunday. Oh, but what? I had one on Tuesday, and now that's a whole day I can't mark alcohol-free. It was just like mental gymnastics constantly trying to negotiate my, with myself on, you know, how many drinks I could have that week. So I agree just stopping completely. I mean, I still think about it, but I don't have to make that negotiation. I don't have to make those concessions in my head. Um which I think has given me a lot more freedom. Um, I think there's my dog. Sorry. Don't worry um, about it. It's all good. This is life. I don't really have a rock bottom. I just think it's like just so many like little rocks, like little pebbles along the way, right? Like a couple years ago on my birthday, on my 40th birthday, I was wasted. And I don't really remember, but I tried to like pick up my daughter and put her on my shoulders and carry her up the stairs to bed. And guess what? We fucking fell and I bruised my back and she was fine. Thank God. Um, but that happened. And then another time I was driving home with her in the back. I hate to admit this. I probably had like four or five Trulies. This was like a summer day, like three years ago. And I took a turn too close and I hit a car. Like, Luckily, the other driver like was really cool. And we just kind of like 
like did it on the side and we didn't call the police, but I was like, I could have lost my kid. I could have lost my license. So a lot of things. And then just waking up and feeling like absolute shit all the time yeah. or passing out in my kid's beds at 8.30 after a big day of drinking and then waking up and being in my clothes and being like, that's, I don't want that to be what my kids remember about mommy. Like that smell on my breath or you know, just passing up before them and they're getting, they're six and seven. So they're getting old enough to start kind of, I think, recognizing this and having it form part of who they are. So um, they're obviously my why and my biggest reason for not mm -hmm. drinking. And even just in the 21 days, I'm so much more present with them. Um, this isn't even answering your original question. No, I just I, think our society, it's great. It's drinking great. is so normalized. Like, yes. I was just watching the most recent episode of This Is Us right before this meeting, yeah. and they're just like sipping mimosas, like no big deal. And the guys are like, let's go wine tasting. It's like, it's everywhere. And um, I'm also reading that book, um, Quit Like a Woman, which even for, if there's any men listening, I still recommend it for men. It's on I my mean, list. I need to read it. There's so, I mean, there's definitely things geared towards women, but there's a lot of just information that's like, holy shit. But they talk about like is alcohol having a cigarette moment and that's like you know when yeah when all the men were drinking and starting to die they had to find a new target audience for cigarettes so they started targeting women and so now it's like alcohol's like targeting the moms like mommy juice and mommy needs a timeout and mommy's wine you know more wine less wine um so it it almost feels like by admitting that you don't want to drink anymore that like you're you have a, a really big problem. And mm -hmm. I think that there's a there's probably a lot more gray area drinkers than not, at least in my circle. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I think admitting it, maybe it feels like you might've hit a rock bottom even though you didn't. And like I say, like if I was quitting any other drug, heroin, cocaine, whatever, people would be like applauding me. Yeah. But instead you decide to quit alcohol and people are like, why? And part right. of that maybe is because then they feel like maybe they need to reassess their relationship with alcohol. And exactly. I probably do, but I don't know, I'm not judging. I'm not judging anybody else, but. That's a brilliant Carrie, I think it's awesome that you're doing this. I wish I would have done this when my kids were your kids' ages. Same with me. Same I mean, with I've, me. I've done the, the stuff. I just wasn't doing it at the time I quit drinking. Um, luckily my kids, you know, don't recall that version of me, but, um, kudos for you because now you'll get to remember all the things and be at all the Easter egg hunts without being hungover and glassy eyed and brain fogged yeah. out and everything else. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. And that's the other thing. I'm like, I don't really remember a lot of when they were really little. And I don't, I know a lot of that was cause I had two under two and it was just crazy. Um, but I'm like, there's so many just weekends wasted because we were just, you know, drinking on Saturday and then Sunday we were just too lazy to go take them to do anything. And that's not fair to them. And that's not fair to us, you know? So that's where I'm at. Thank you for sharing all that. And, you know, in preparation for this episode, while I was resealing the driveway this morning, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. There are dozens of sober podcasts out there, by the yeah. way. So if you're watching or listening to this, just Google sober podcast and like you will find just some phenomenal stuff out there. And I had one recommended to me by that I've mentioned on a couple other episodes. It's called Sober Awkward. And it's these two British ladies who are in Australia and um, they were 
just talking about the people, uh, and I'm I'm asking, or I'm going to ask this as the next leading thing, uh, because I think Aaron alluded to this, which was uh, the idea of always thinking about other people, and and in their experience that they shared about these two ladies who are 40 somethings um, who drank for a long time, like they both would say they drank for you know 20, 25 years. I think both of them uh, did before they finally realized like this is you know, a mess for them. It was, uh, even when they wanted to stop, they were worried about being judged or someone said to, said to one of them, a guy that she knew at the bar, she's like, you know what? I'm hungover and I don't want to have a drink. So, but I'm forcing myself to have a drink because I don't want to have to explain why I'm not drinking. And then someone says, have you only had one? Well, if you don't get drunk, then you're not going to be much fun to be around or something like that. And so, She's like, so she's like, I downed a shot right there just to prove to him that I wasn't, she's like, I'm not a goody two shoes or I'm not a whatever. And so how much do you think that the, the people pleasing aspect of uh, womanhood of motherhood, especially because being married to a mom of three boys, I mean, we have three sons and the pressures that she has felt that she's put on herself or that she's felt externally that have been put on her by our society are very real. Uh, and, and so how would you, uh, like, what would you say to that about the, the 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 normalization, but also just the why do I have to explain myself or the peer pressure, the the people pleasing element of it? God, that was a long question. Y'all take it away. <laughs> um. Well, I don't. I've been a yeah. I I've been a you know taking care of. I've been a single mom first of all for the last ten years. Um. I was married for 18 years, so I, you know, but in my marriage, we were both, you know, my ex-husband was a big drinker too. So I went through the whole, you know, we, we drank when the kids were little and, but I mean, we were, I mean, we were both really good parents. We didn't neglect them or anything, but I think it's great what you're doing, Carrie. I mean, as far as them being younger. Um, but the people pleasing aspect, yeah, I've never really thought about that. I mean, as far as like pressure, I don't know. I don't really fall into that trap so much. It bugs me when, when people like say, you know, like, or smile or do this or do that. Cause you're a woman, like, why are you, you know, um, personally, I, I try to take care of others, but as far as like myself, I don't know. Well, and that's it too for moms. It's like, you know, dads are, I mean, we've got responsibilities too. And I feel close to our boys and love them and, and as deeply as I've ever loved anyone, just like my wife. But the reality is like you ladies carried those little people inside of you for, you know, months, yeah, yeah. Uh, many months. Yeah. And, and as far a, as the pregnancy like, thing goes. Yeah. yeah. And so talk to me about that too, because the pregnancy piece of it comes in where yeah. it's kind of accepted that, you know, you can, um, it, that you can give it up for, for pregnancy and that's okay. But then right. it's not okay to take care of yourself later yeah. because the, the idea is the, is the expectation that, well, wouldn't you be like, God, get this baby out of me so I can go back to, I wish this, I wish I could just give birth so that I can go back to drinking. Is that, is that part of it too? Um, well, no, I mean, like when I, I mean, I was, my kids are 21 and 24, so it's been a while since I've been pregnant, obviously, but, but like when I was pregnant, um, I mean, immediately. And 
I, I probably wasn't like I was drinking then when I, but I wasn't like as heavy of a drinker then as I am now or not anymore, but as I, you know, got to be, I was drinking like, you know, wine more so probably on the weekends and, but I, I immediately like gave it up. I wouldn't ever think of it. Right. I would never, personally, I would never think of drinking when I was pregnant. I mean, I wouldn't even have a cup of coffee. I wouldn't eat sushi. I wouldn't like, like do anything when I was pregnant. Um, but like you say, like we don't think about ourselves though in that our own bodies that way. We're not going to take any chances with our pregnancy, but, and even when I was nursing, I would not, I mean, and I nursed for, you know, eight months to a year with my kids. So I didn't even have a drink then. And if I did have like, even like a half a glass of wine, I would make sure that I, you know, like pumped after pumped that, so they would not get any of the. They would not get any of that wine. God forbid that they had any wine. <laughs> so um, I learned to drink while I was nursing because then it was like, oh, yeah, well, the yeah. wine's going to take like two hours, so yeah. I can drink while I'm nursing. And or then there was take- that trick, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's that is a kind of, and we were discussing that that phenomenon yesterday, and I never really thought about it. Until yesterday, I'm like, that's right, you know? So we kind of um, put our own needs to the side, right? Um, of course, we're going to do anything for our children. But why don't we think about ourselves in the same way, you know? Why is it that we do that as women? I mean, so I, I, I don't know. But, I mean, we're finally doing it now. So that's what matters, you know? We're doing it now. And hopefully society is changing a little bit, I think. Um, not to go off on another tangent, but like my kids who are young, younger, I mean, my son just turned 21 and my daughter's 24 and I was, they don't, don't might really drink that. I mean, in high school, you know, like I said, I started drinking in high school. I was drinking parties. I mean, I grew up by the ocean. I grew up with surfers and I mean, we had parties like crazy parties, you know, everybody drank a lot and I mean, I don't know if it's just the group I hang out, hung out with, you know, but I mean, my son didn't even have drink in high school. I mean, my daughter did some, but like now she can just have a glass. She's 24. She can have a glass of wine and be done with it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and my son for his 21st birthday, which was last summer, I'm like, do you, what, what do you want to do? Do you want to still drink? Do you want to go to Vegas? Do you want to, you know, what do you want to do? I'm like, he's like, I don't want to go to Vegas. I want to go camping and go surfing. I'm like, okay. You know, he didn't even want to drink on the night of his birthday. And I, but I start thinking, well, maybe it's because of me and all the things that they saw me do over the years. Who knows? But I'm just happy to say that I think that the younger generation is seeing it more and women kid whatever like they they know that it's it's uh something that they i mean at least with my kids that they don't want to do i mean that's the the only hope this the ray of light that i see for the future at least with my own kids so but women yeah they just need to like there needs to be i think they need to ban advertising alcohol on tv to be honest like uh, like they did with cigarettes i mean that would be different wouldn't it I mean, they used to advertise cigarettes on TV, but they don't. I mean, it's like, it seems like, oh my God, how could they do that? But, but they did it with cigarettes. So, I mean, it's just, it's just totally normalized. 
I feel it. like I've gotten a lot of pressure from my husband. Oh, um, really? And not just like society in general. Um, when I was pregnant with our son, I had to be in there for a long time. He was preemie and I was trying to keep him in. Um, and after I had him, my, my husband came in with um, a thing of champagne and beer into the hospital and he and, you know, my my son's in the, you know, the NICU and he's like, you know, you can, you know, you can have a drink or whatever because, you know, you're you're not pregnant anymore. I'm like, no, but I'm breastfeeding. And um, and I when I was pregnant with my son, we went to a wedding and his friends, um, they kept trying to get me to have champagne. And he's like, guys, she's not drinking because she's not drinking because of that. She's pregnant. That was crazy. Wow. But um I think that, uh, you know, my biggest struggle with all this is going to be him because he lost his drinking buddy. And I don't mm -hmm. think he realized that that was um, dry January was a forever thing. Mm -hmm. So but I I was a stay at home mom. I got to be a stay at home mom until my kids went to school. And there's a lot of pressure to have everything perfect. And, oh, yeah. you know, everybody thought, oh, you 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 don't work. So, um, you work. See, my wife is a, yeah, my wife is a stay at home mom has felt that pressure too. Um, yeah, but, everything, but everything had to be me, she doesn't drink. She's never drank, everything. so it wasn't an issue for her, thankfully. But yeah, the oh, pressures man. there are real too, very real. Carrie, yeah. you've not, you've continued nodding. Keep, you say something here. So, I, I so I do work full time. Um, I think, I don't know, I don't want to go off on this, but I think, you know, for women especially, it's, we want all these things we want, you know, I, I'm not going to get into this whole thing, but like equal pay and all these things and women's rights and the feminist movement. And I get it, but society, I think we still have this pressure on ourselves that we're still the main caretakers. So it's almost self-inflicted. It's like, we want all these things. We want these careers and we want, we want a family. We want the perfect house that we see on Instagram. And we want to, you know, we want to pack our kids homemade lunches all the time. And it's just so much pressure. And then, you know, and then they just are like, well, mommy needs to relax now. So she needs wine. And I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just crazy. And I, to speak to what you were saying, Shannon, about your husband is I was telling my husband, you know, I was doing the 30 days and I was like, Friday, I kind of alluded to like, I think I'm just going to keep this going. You know, I, I don't really think I ever want to drink again. And he was like, well, I just think you need to really come up with your plan for when you do. And I was like, no, that's, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm doing. Like maybe I will slip up. I mean, I'm sure everyone that a lot of people that have tried to, to do this have, um, relapses, but I'm not going to plan on it right now. And I just, yeah. So I don't know how, I don't know how it's all going to play out when this, I don't know. We'll see. You know, we had our best friends over last night and their kids are younger than ours. And I just being present and seeing how they were drinking and then trying to leave and just like screaming at their kids. I was like, Oh, like, mm. ugh, did I used to do that? You know, mm. just the patience, like your patience is already so like short at the end of a long day with your kids. And then to like be drinking on top of that, I, my patience like was just nothing. Ugh. Anyways. That's not, that's not going off on tangents. That's all good stuff. And, you know, you talk about this double standard that exists. I mean, my wife and I kind of roll reverse. She homeschooled our, our boys because I was in the army and, um, as an army officer, I made enough money that she was able to stay home, which was great. Uh, but it, 
she felt like because she got to stay home, it, like Shannon said, it has to be perfect. And now that we've role reversed where I'm staying home to kind of like get my shit together um, after just a, a series of civilian jobs that just were, were train wrecks. Um, she's working now and I'm staying home and work and, you know, our boys are seven, 11 and 14. So they're, they're transitioning out of the, the mom, the, well, they're all mama's boys to a certain degree, especially the little one, but you know, this is a time for me as a dad to start spending more quality time with them, which is great. But my wife feels this pressure now. Now she feels like she's not able to focus completely on work and not able to focus completely on home. And no matter what happens, it's, she feels like she's not good enough either way. And so I just am saying all that to stall while Arlie very helpfully asked this question that gives me something to segue into. So thank you all here in the middle of the show or however far along in the show we are. Thank you all for sharing all this stuff because we've had these ladies in the chat saying that, that it really resonates with them. So Arlie's question here for our audio listeners later on, Arlie says, does anyone find themselves still dealing with habits that were formed while drinking? If so, how do you address them now that you are sober? Thank you, Arlie. Who is also out in California, by the way. Erin, you want to take that one since you're also in SoCal? We're, uh... Yeah, yeah. She's my pretty close neighbor out here in LA, I think. Um, um, trying to think of habits that I formed. Well, the, the weird thing is that I... Um, I found not really a habit that I had while I was while I was drinking, but because I was never a big sugar eater. <laughs> but when I stopped drinking, I I started having like sugar cravings, which was like I guess normal from what I've learned through reframe. Um, and I've kind of, I've kept it under control, but. Yeah it was just and it's kind of dissipated to a point but just in the beginning when you stop alcohol i think because of the dopamine it is i guess i don't know all the science behind it but you kind of um lose that dopamine hit is it you lose it or you want to we need to replace it with something so like a little bit of chocolate kind of replaces it until your brain can like naturally produce it because with the alcohol i think it it kind of takes a while for your brain to heal itself and now i feel normal like i'm not going to the sugar um as far as other habits go um trying to think if there were habits that i formed while i was drinking um well it's just like like certain things like cooking like cooking a meal like at night having my glass of wine while I cooked my meal was a, was a really like, it's just having that glass in the kitchen, in my hand was a hard habit to like, I'm obviously not doing it anymore, but I found myself like I had to have the wine glass and I would pour like my sparkling water in it and, you know, just put a lime or, or a splash of pine. I would do like sparkling water with pineapple juice. And it's funny because it, like I was fine with that. And I, I kind of think it's just, it was the glass that, <laughs> the whole time. Like yeah. for me, and like a lot of people will say like, oh no, I can't even have the glass because that triggers me. But for me, it was like, it was the glass. I think maybe it was the glass. Like I was fine having the glass in my yeah. hand, 
didn't matter what the liquid was in it. I was like, oh my God, could I have been doing this the whole time? <laughs> so I was super craving a mimosa on Easter. I was like, oh, I just want a mimosa. And I was like, yeah. wait a second, what if I just put orange, like juice or whatever in a glass? And it was, I was like, oh, that's all it was. But then at the same time, I don't want my kids to think my glass is right. blue because I'm trying to get away from that. You keep having to explain it. Like this isn't, this isn't yeah. wine. Yeah. This really isn't wine. Yeah. I mean, my daughter's 24. She knows. She lives with me. But I'm like, don't worry. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Not- <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, for me, it was like, the, you know, this size can, because I would buy pint cans. Oh, and yeah. for me still, and with the fit, the carbonation and the push, like when I open the monster, it's probably why I'm drinking like way too many monsters in addition to the fact that I'm just a right. caffeine junkie. But right. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm drinking so much seltzer, and then I'm realizing I'm like, that's why I was always drinking more than everyone else at these big things that like parties or like family get togethers because I am so used to just like drinking seltzer, right. my regular seltzer fast that when I get a truly in my hand, I drink it just as fast because it doesn't taste like booze. And yeah, that I, yeah, anyways, yeah, that's a. Yeah, that's it, it's good. So Shannon, any, any habits that you've encountered um, that come to mind? And it's okay if not, I'm just pitching it to you in um, case you wanted to throw something in there. Sure. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that they uh, marketed and came out with these healthy uh, seltzer options when we all decided we were going to do away with sugar. That, right. um, that was perfect timing. Right. But I have a hot tub and um, all last summer, I mean, it was the seltzers because I was sugar free and that was great. And uh, the hot tub, and I just get the um, the salt, the Lacroix, or is that how they're pronounced, Lacroix? I don't even know if they're pronounced. I call yeah, it okay. La Cardboard because I think it tastes like cardboard. Is what I joke. Oh, but my wife has the Lemoncello. The Lemoncello is. Oh hot. yeah, that's the one. But yeah, I'll just have one of those. Or I really like um, just plain like diet tonic with lime. And I also really like ginger beer. So um, I, and I don't miss it at all. Now, again, you know, if you ask my husband, he's missing it, (laughs) but um, I, I, I've been okay with it. I was worried and I'm okay. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's just amazing how much that association of like, I know for my dad quitting smoking, one of the challenges was just the, the tech, just having something there. Right. And the, the, I don't know. And maybe it's an oral fixation thing or whatever. But when you get, when your body gets habituated to that, I mean, and again, I'm no neuroscientist, but from what we've learned on our handy dandy app here, um, you know, that, that your body is used to that sugar. It's used to the dopamine. And I mean, it tells me that uh, my stats is that I've, I've so far, I've saved $619 on not drinking and almost 15,000 sugar calories. So, you know, I, my brain is like seeking to replace that with something and if it's the 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 uh, the neurons that are that where I like the feel of the carbonation or the sweetness and the carbonation or the whatever else, my brain's seeking to, to replace that somehow. So for some people, it might be triggering. For other people, it might be actually helpful. For me, so far, this has been helpful. But I I don't know. Ask my central nervous system in a couple of years when I've drank. <laughs> um, so like we've been chatting for almost an hour. What um, but we don't have any um, questions from the chat right now. So I'll, I'll throw that out there to stall for a little bit to see if um, Holly, who just jumped on or anybody else wants to ask a question, but um, what is, Oh, here we go. Anna, Anna, yes. Anna to the rescue. Anna from up in Boston says, 
How long did it take you to get comfortable sharing with others about your decision to kiss alcohol goodbye? How did you share it? I feel like I might bite someone's head off when they sober shame. Absolutely. I'll go, yeah, I um, I haven't really shared this. I shared it with my my best friend and my husband and my parents who don't drink and my sister-in-law who went alcohol free about a year and a half ago. Um, but I'm really still scared and I don't know what, I, I think it's because then it's like that s stigma attached to who I was before this, maybe like, like, I don't want my boss to know because I don't want him to be like, well, what were you doing before that you think you had to quit drinking? You know, um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not comfortable yet, but I'm still only 21 days, Anna. So it's still really early in my, uh, Journey. Although, you know what? I was thinking last night, maybe not for this call, but I used to hate the word journey because I felt like, oh, I'm on this journey, blah, blah, blah. But I thought last night, I'm going to call it an adventure, right? Oh, Adventures can be challenging. They can be fun. They can be really hard. Um, they have a lot of ups and downs, but hopefully at the end, um, you had you are at peace. You might have had fun. Um, so I'm choosing to call this an adventure. It just sounds... A little bit more fun than a journey. Brilliant. Words are important. That's yeah. that's brilliant. Thank you. Shannon, Aaron, hop in there on um, that question. For yeah, me. I did. Um, I uh, did a lot of work about three years ago before COVID with a uh, drug rehabilitation house. It was faith based for after um, they'd gone through detox called the Alpha House. And um, I knew when I started working for them or working, volunteering, I did volunteer work, um, that I wanted to do more with that, but I wasn't comfortable hearing their stories and listening to their struggles, knowing that I was drinking. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the reasons also, cause, um, I'm starting to try to get certified to be a, a peer recovery support, uh, person now. So I went because I was always advocating for them saying, you know, it's a disease. They didn't ask for this. No one wants to, you know, wake up one day and say, yay, I'm an alcoholic or yay, I'm a, you know, I'm, a, I'm addicted to crack or whatever. You know, that's, that's not something that you want in your life. Um, and I try to teach other people their, you know, to the acceptance and, and to, um, to be gracious with these individuals as they go through their journeys. So I went on my Facebook, uh, my main page, and I wrote down that I'd been a hundred hours dry uh, because, or a hundred days, sorry, a hundred days. Um, and I, I wanted to put it out there because I thought, you know, if I, if I'm advocating for them not to be shameful, then I need to not be that way myself. Yeah. And it was scary. And I, um, I think it was Anna that asked that. Uh, it was that was that was really scary. I I I even came on the Zoom that day that I did it. I was like, oh gosh, guess what I did. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, so I don't know. That's kind of a long rambling version of it, but I I did it. Not everyone still knows because obviously not everyone I know looks at my Facebook story, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that was a big step for me. I'm <laughs> for sure. Aaron, do you want to add anything to that before we go to the next um, question? Yeah, that's that's great, Shannon. And and everybody has their own, like this is definitely in everybody's own time frame, right? But um, um, I, I think I shared on my personal 
Instagram, which was kind of a big deal for me, you know, um, after 30 days, it was um, just by posting that I've been alcohol free for 30 days, because at that point, I was like, I was really proud, you know, I was proud of that I had done that. And I, and after, you know, working with my other program, which is a private, very private program, obviously, but um, I, I, I don't, I just wanted to, um, I just decided there's nothing for me to hide anymore. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm going to be honest with myself. It's time to be honest. It's, it's, there's no more time to like lie to myself mainly anymore. It's time to be real, Aaron, like get, get, get real with yourself, first of all. And, you know, I told my parents what I was doing which was, uh, you know, that was hard for me. Mm -hmm. My parents are older and, and, um, you know, it was like, <laughs> like they obviously knew that I had an issue. They've been around me a few times, you know, <laughs> when I've been drinking. Um, and they were just so supportive. Like everybody that I thought I, you know, I didn't know what the reaction would be, but everybody has been supportive. I haven't had one negative comment. Awesome. I've had some people kind of back away a little bit because um, maybe they just don't know. But I just think it's because they don't really know how to react or they're not comfortable with what to say. But for the most part, it's been completely positive. And I've decided, and then I just, a few days ago, I made, um, I, I kind of repurposed my, I had an Instagram page that I used for like a nutrition, you know, fitness page that I, turned into my um, sober page because I just thought it was a way to kind of just concentrate more on that instead of mixing it all in with my, not that I don't, I mean, my personal page, they know anyway, but just to kind of keep it more concentrated on that. And I feel great about it. I am, um, I like want to shout it from the rooftops now, to be honest. I have no um, shame in it at all. I think that we should be proud of this journey we're on. And, and, and with work stuff, you know, you know, everybody, of course, we're a little hesitant about work stuff, but then I thought to myself, you know what? I mean, what are they going to say to me? Like, you know, it's like, you know, it's not like it has ever affected my job. So they can't really say anything to me anyway. I mean, if I came into work drinking, yeah, that would be one thing, but I mean, I never got to that point. So, and, um, you know, I, I'm not going to, I haven't shared it at work and I don't plan on doing that, but, but I, I think that they would look, I mean, you know, we all, at least at my work, we have like an EAP program where they, they offer help for people who have problems. So, you know, I haven't used that and I don't plan to, but I just, I think it's a good way to, if, if we share and we recover loudly, as they say, we're going to we're going to stop this stigma that's out there and maybe people will get help especially women who who you know who are kind of shamed I hate to say into thinking until and in, into hitting a rock bottom right. you know yeah. before they'll go get help so yep. maybe maybe we can change things brilliant amen. responses amen. yeah amen sister absolutely uh we got one more question from Holly 
Uh, and Holly says, one thing I'm struggling with lately is what to do now to turn my mind off when I get in my head too much. Any suggestions? Thank you, Holly. Who wants to jump on that one? Um, so I don't know, Holly. I've been finding that I've been trying to meditate every morning and it's really helping. Or last week when I was on Easter morning, my parents were here. They were kind of driving me crazy. I was just like super my anxiety was totally, I just went upstairs and laid down and meditated for 10 minutes. And it really just kind of recentered me. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're on cutback or alcohol free, but, um, or using the app, but that's really been helping me a lot when I get in my head. I've also been doing a lot of long, slow runs and just kind of using that time. That's where I came up with my term about adventure. That's where I decided that why do we only protect our babies when they're in the womb? And why do we, drink so much when they're out of the womb. Those are when I'm getting all my thoughts out. So, that's all. Brilliant. Holly or Aaron, what, what would you say to Holly? Uh, sorry, not Hutch. Sorry, Shannon um, or Aaron, what would you say to Holly? I would say, yeah, well, as far as reframe goes, Holly, um, I, are you, I think you're probably on she, reframe. She's on, um, yeah, she's on the app. Okay. Um, definitely the meditation. I do have the Calm app. I know that's kind of, I'm not, plugging it, but that helps for me. Um, and the urge surfing, um, that meditation for me is like everything, like listening to the up going, you know, when you're, so it's kind of more for a craving, but just to kind of calm your mind and that racing mind down. Um, and playing the tape forward, you know, um, turn your mind off. Yeah. Just like do something else, get out, go for a walk. Um, watch a mindless show on TV. I know that sounds so stupid, but like, get, like get your head out of it, you know, watch some, watch some brainless TV. <laughs> so. Hey, there's plenty of brainless TV out there. So yeah, lots there of choices, is. right? <laughs> what, what about you, Shannon? Um, you know, Holly, we, um, a few of us went in and did Marco Polo uh, that were on reframe. Um, and I, I take it there uh, sometimes if, if it's, you know, if it's a struggle or if I just, sometimes I feel just, I don't know, I get down on myself more than um, so much for cravings. I, I, you know, I just, I'll feel, I tell them I'm in a uh, mood cause I don't have a word for it. Yeah. And um, I am in a position at my, job because I work from home where I have um, taken great appreciation in the word nap, which I never would have before. The nap is wonderful, even if it's just our 10, 15 minute shut eye. And um, I also really, really have gotten uh, enjoyment out of working puzzles while listening to a quit lit book or a podcast because your mind really can't go anywhere else because you're like um, puzzle and thinking about that. And sometimes I'm writing things down. And sometimes if I inundate myself with um, all the information that I want to, I can, you know, kind of get that out of my head. Brilliant suggestions from all of you. I want to thank you all for being here and being so courageous to come on and share all of this stuff. Um, before we wrap up, what is, what's the one takeaway that you'd like to, you, you know, we've got some people watching live right now. We'll hopefully have more people 
watch this later on or listen to it on the audio version on the podcast, you know, what would you say to women out there who are either struggling to stay sober or struggling with the decision about whether to, to, you know, to take that next step if they're sober curious, what, you know, we'll go from West to East again, starting out in sunny SoCal with Erin who can um, share her concluding thoughts. Yeah, well, I'm at 112 days sober today. Honestly, I have never felt physically and of all things mentally better. Um, I, I would not recommend this journey more like just jump in and do it. Like, I would say don't even mess around with moderating. Just just go to just go to the abstinence because you're gonna just give yourself anxiety by moderating. Not trying to be bossy or anything, but <laughs> just go because, I mean, my my thing is if you're questioning your relationship with alcohol, you probably can't moderate. Just saying. So jump in, get the Reframe app. And like I said, none of us are paid by Reframe, but it's been amazing. Or join whatever you need to do. If there's a community, if there's a program that will work for you that you know you might be afraid of which i was that will work go check it out because you might you might have your mind changed just whatever works for you do it and make sure you have a community around you to surround you because you can nobody can do this alone mm-hmm. that is what has gotten us me through this all of you all of my friends here so good luck right on shannon my ohio bobcat <laughs> sister well what, what do you have to say to, to, to ladies out there? For those of you that haven't started your journey that are thinking about it, hugs. Um, you are wonderful just the way you are. And the past is back there. So quit turning around. Um, and if you're thinking, I can't do this forever, you don't have to. Please look at the next hour in front of your face and just say, you know, I can do this for an hour. Um, I'm not drinking right now. I, I can keep going until tomorrow. I can go to bed early and wake up sober. You don't have to think about that vacation, that birthday party, that Christmas, that you know special wedding day toast or whatever. Don't think about that stuff. Just think, you know, can I get through today? And nine times out of ten, if you can get through today, you can do it tomorrow too. And um, you know, there's there's people that are here on Reframe um, on Instagram. I can't even sing the praises of the people on Instagram, um, the sober curious movement. And, um, you know, just don't give up on yourself. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. This morning while I'm, uh, you know, out sweet sealing the driveway, I'm thinking I'm not going to I'm not going to be able to do this forever. But then I told my told that voice to shut the hell up. And I said, I don't I know I'm not going to drink today because I've got this podcast and then I got a soccer game taking my son to, and then I'm going to work at Amazon tonight. And so I know I'm not going to drink today. That's all I got to worry about. Sobriety for me is right now. So brilliant. Both of you, Carrie, you get the last word. from. So I was thinking about this. I was thinking about this yesterday when I was thinking about starting to tell like my circle, like that I'm kind of doing this. And I thought I, would rather regret quitting drinking Mm. than regret not quitting drinking. And I'm not going to regret quitting drinking. So, um, and I will say, um, obviously I'm not paid by reframe or whatever, but 
it's not even just about cutting out the alcohol that has changing me. It's the entire tool set that it's teaching me just mindfulness and forgiveness and um, being present. And I used to think all those words were silly and really just in the, you know, four months, I'm going to start crying the four months that I've been on this in the 21 days that I've been alcohol free. Um, it's, 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 it's a miracle. I don't, I don't, I shouldn't say this, but I don't know how they're charging so little for this app because it really is changing my life. So um, <laughs> I should have said that you can cut that out if you want. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! no. You got me. I was like starting to mist up a little bit myself. Like I'm like, that's it. It is. It's it's game changer. And um, I mean, regardless of what app you choose, I mean, I just happened. I was scrolling through, and you know, I just googled sober whatever app, and it was January sixth for me was the day that I went on the app. Um, and and it just that's the one I picked. And if AA works for you, great. If another program works for you, great. Just work whatever program you're 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 in. Just try or something. Do both, like I am. Yeah, or do yeah. both. Just just try lots of different things. Um, I want to thank you all three. Wow, this was awesome, awesome, awesome hour and eight minutes with all of you. I look forward to getting to know each of you even better than I've already started to get to know you. And uh, you know that community that we've got these Instagram chat groups that we started and these daily zoom calls that we get to hang out with each other have just been really special. And I'm so thankful for my sober family, all my sober sisters that I've got, um, all across the country and around the world. Uh, thank you ladies. This may not be the only, uh, ladies round table that we do. We may do another one. We're going to try to, these ladies, I think, and I are going to try to, um, politely peer pressure some, <laughs> some other ladies sure. to come on and then y'all can throw in, uh, questions from the chat, but thank you to, Arlie, Anna, Holly, and Jennifer, and the other folks who uh, tuned in and asked questions. Uh, stay tuned to I Kissed Alcohol Goodbye for episode number 11, which will be coming up soon. Al, and I would like to say goodbye, alcohol, and hello, life. Have a great rest of your sober Sunday, everybody. Thanks, Dana. Peace. Thank Thanks, you. Dana. Bye. Bye. Bye.